0: I'm Brad Mills. I look at Bitcoin through the lens of a user. I fell down the rabbit hole and have been following Bitcoin since 2011. My goal is to confront my cognitive dissonance, get outside of the echo chamber, and learn something. And I hope you learn something along with me. Hire your future self with magic internet money.
1: you're just the average dude with a couple G's in the bank and you like wanna switch it over to Bitcoin, what's the benefits there?
2: Do you want like the sales answer or the real answer? I mean, <laughs> mix them together. You could be your own bank, dude. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. could opt out of a system, you heard all that bats. Well, I mean, like, on, on, like on, honestly, <laughs> speculation is probably the main use case at Gee, the moment. Gee, mister, did you hear like... you could be your own bank?
0: <laughs> oh That's... man, sell me some of that oil. Thanks for tuning in to the Magic Internet Money Podcast. This episode was recorded back in May of 2019 with my stand-up comedian friend Brian O'Gorman and Mario Gibney of Blockstream. I met Mario randomly at one of Rodolfo Novak's meat dinners in Toronto. The price of Bitcoin was around $7,900 when we recorded this, and Facebook's Libra coin had not yet been announced. I've been sitting on this one for a couple of months because it just really takes me a long-ass time to edit and post these, and I'm going to make an effort to try to keep putting episodes out at a faster pace now, so if you enjoy this podcast... Please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, or otherwise, like send me a message and let me know if you're enjoying it or not. Thank you for listening, and here's the episode. Brad Mills is a partner at X Squared Ventures.
1: All opinions expressed by Brad and his guests do not reflect the opinions of X Squared Ventures or X Squared Management. Investing in cryptocurrencies is high risk and you can get wrecked. Do not treat any opinion expressed on this show as investment advice, but only as an expression of Brad's opinion. This
0: podcast is for informational purposes only. Do not attempt to hodl without doing your research first.
2: The we are the way it used to be.
0: So we are we're live. Let me actually, my levels are a bit high here. No, I'm not live. I don't know why. Do it live! So we're live! <laughs> recorded live in the real world, but played back much later, whenever I get around to editing it. Yeah. Welcome to the Magic Internet Money Podcast, guys. <laughs> I'm here that? with Mario and Brian. Yeah. My professional intro. And maybe this might actually be the Unhashed Podcast as well, if you guys decide um, to use it. It might be, yeah. So um, if you're listening on that, also, maybe you can say welcome.
2: Oh, okay. I, I could do our whole intro thing. Colin usually does. Yeah, do it. It's, uh, I haven't done it before. Let's see if I remember it. Welcome to the Unhashed Podcast, the show where we bring crypto down to earth and cut through all the blockchain bullshit. I'm your host, Mario Gibney. I'm here with your co-hosts. And then we, yeah, it's usually my Brad and Brian. Brad, Brad and Ryan. Brian. 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 Oh, like, oh, that's embarrassing. I'm sorry. <laughs> Brian. Brad and Brian. <laughs> and your,
0: do your podcast intro for everybody listening.
1: Oh, uh, we always have like... Uh, like a, uh, a a song happening that sounds like part of the national anthem. Can it you goes, sing okay. it for us? It it just literally goes. Da, da, da,
0: da, da. Black maple leaf, and then
1: there's like there's black maple leaf that comes on the screen.
0: So I'm gonna edit this so that it plays the song. Okay, and then I guess I'll just say black maple leaf. Oh, you don't have give to give the, the visual. Do that. Sure, whatever. Okay, so anyway, this is possibly a three way podcast crossover between uh your podcast mario that's about bitcoin it's about the blockchain industry and brian your podcast is is not about bitcoin
1: no no it's just a comedy show about about canadian
0: politics and stuff so this is going to be excellent for all the canadian listeners i'm i was really interested in uh doing my podcast for talking to bitcoiners like uh mario works for blockstream and is the was the co-host of the soul meetup the bitcoin meetup Oh uh, yeah and a uh, back. and brian is a, a buddy of mine from from toronto a, a professional stand-up comedian we went to school together to learn how to be class clowns <laughs> yeah and you uh <laughs> used that to uh,
1: enter the bitcoin world Yeah, I used, <laughs> I did not use my skills <laughs> oh man yeah how did you uh can i ask you a question how did you get into the bitcoin stuff
0: yeah, well, I googled how to make money online <laughs> like <laughs> like 7 or 8 years ago. Wait, really? <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> okay. be, be, so that's that's what my podcast is like uh from the point of view of a regular person right i'm not a
2: technical person i don't have like a coding background or anything so did you spend like a year doing like multi-level getting scammed by doing mlms yeah?
0: and like did you have like observing. a garage
2: full of like shampoos that you were trying to sell yeah like, and like and shit?
0: Po- gas pills that supposedly made your gas tank more efficient
2: and like <sighs> well, you
0: stuff yeah seriously yeah oh yeah, I'm sorry. And I also grew up Mormon, so like I'm very gullible, right? It sounds like gul- you've come
2: out of it all right. If this led you to
0: Bitcoin, I got a, I got scammed a lot. I learned a lot. That was my business background was getting scammed a lot, searching how to make money online. Yeah, that's how I did it. It was a like a bit of a road between googling how do I make money on the internet and eventually finding Bitcoin. Eventually, I actually started a business. Uh, where I was the CEO of a a game company. And then I it was like a virtual games company where we sold people pixels to use on Facebook. And then people were spending a lot of money playing these virtual games. And then I heard about Bitcoin as a new form of digital money. And then it was like all my experience with with online uh, games that kind of like made me realize instantly, this is something that was really cool. I wanted to Get some of it and pay attention to it. When was that? <laughs> wow. 2011. Oh, it was early. Yeah, super early. This uh. was this was a while back. That's wild. And since then there's been highs, there's been
1: lows. Is it a low right now? And like, you're, you're saying that you're a layman. You're not a layman when it comes he, to this. Brad thing. is not a layman. No. 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 I'm a
2: layman completely. He's a lame man. I, I knew who... I'm a lame uh, man. You're a lame man. But you're, <laughs> you're not a layman. No, because I, I knew who you were before I came to Toronto. Yeah, uh, like,
0: I remember I mean, who Yeah, you yeah were we, we got too. invited
2: to a... Uh, I got invited Should to some dinner. And we we could do that later. I mean, you'd have to describe it for the podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. So There's <that>, no video. <laughs> but, uh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Descriptive if audio. If make it through the beard, we could. <laughs> <laughs> Descriptive porno.
0: I've been in the space so long I am steeped in Bitcoin and the blockchain space. Like I, I know a lot about it, but if someone was to get down to the nuts and bolts of it and like ask me to describe the algorithms behind it and like the security models and all that crap, I'm like,
1: Blah, I can, blah, blah, I can pontificate.
0: I can you know, but talk to the smart people when it comes to that stuff. Right. I'm more interested in hearing like whether Bitcoin will ever be used by people, what what people think like you think of it, like above average people. I really don't understand it, man, to be frank. Like I mean I've had people try to explain it to me
1: multiple times, but from the outside looking in, it looks like a very unstable place to put money because of like how that is accurate yeah how 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 crazy it's gone up and down and all over the place at this point it seems like a couple years ago it was almost like like dumb not to do it but now it's so I wonder is it like because I like the idea of a decentralized bank I like the idea of you know uh, corporations not owning people's funds and stuff like that but uh, beyond that I really don't understand how to make that transition happen. so
0: you're basically a bitcoiner without bitcoin
1: yeah, I just don't understand how it works, nor do I have the money to invest in anything other
0: than, like, food. Well, you <laughs> you just made yourself a $13 smoothie. Uh, no, no, man, that thing... So you could put $13 into Bitcoin and uh, not eat? That's probably about a
1: buck, 53 <laughs> bucks, maybe, man. Yeah,
2: yeah no,
0: that is a you big... Can,
2: you uh, can get $3 worth of Bitcoin. Yeah. Well, I mean... That I'd, might be worth $6 someday. Yeah,
1: right? <laughs> it might double... No, no, but I mean, I just, uh, I'm not, uh, uh, into playing in those markets and stuff like that because I don't understand them as what more what it right. is. I usually just save yeah. my cash or spend yeah. it on uh, trips or something like that. Yeah. But I'd like to know how to do that stuff. Yeah. But I don't know.
0: All right. Podcast is over, folks. He's not interested <laughs> so, in Bitcoin. Let's no, I am interested. <laughs>
1: I am
2: interested. I just needed to explain to me in a way that it's like, you know, I could actually... Well, I, you have it down. You understand it's like it, it's, it's a currency that's not controlled by any like single bank or party. Um...
1: But why is that? Why can it go up and down? Like, if it was just like a bank style where I could just throw my money in and take my money out, like I'd be down with that. But it seems like I'm investing in a company.
2: Um, well, you're not really. I mean, the, the reason the price fluctuates a lot is because there's like a limited supply, and it's it's still not that big of an economy compared to like the U.S. dollar or like the Canadian dollar, even. Right. And so, you know, the smaller something like that is, the more someone buys or sells, the larger of an effect it has. So, like the price swings less than it did you know 5 years ago and like we kind of expect and hope that over time as more people use it that'll kind of even out and then you get this yeah, you're kind, kind of kind of
0: like making a new global currency right so there's going to be a lot of volatility at the beginning yeah and i love that idea man cuz yeah the uh
1: banks if anyone else has been boning people and throughout especially the last 100 years has really shown that they don't deserve to hold on to people's uh you know life force <laughs> which is pretty much a yeah. money is in this economy right so uh, i
0: like the i like the visual
1: well it is like i mean you need it to live in in the first world right and if they're the only ones that can hold on to the money and they've been screwing people and the predatory lending and all that crap i just don't trust them anymore and i'm not i'm down with putting my money in something else but i guess it's a convenience thing more for like the average person like
2: yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. like it's like right now it's difficult to use especially if you want to manage it yourself like i mean you can use services that will hold your bitcoin for you but then that's, like, not really different from holding it in a bank. Right. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, over time, like, you know, the expectation is we'll be able to make it more usable for people. And then, yeah.
1: Um. Yeah, people seem to be, like, really jumping on board with it as well, too. I mean, like, throughout the world, people that are sort of more in the know and computers and stuff like that and dealing online, they seem to use it. I've seen it You couple, travel
0: a lot, right, with your stand-up? Yeah, yeah. So, maybe let's... Pause the Bitcoin conversation a second. Well, I'm down. People probably don't know much about either of you guys that are listening to this. All twelve, I listeners. guarantee they don't. So, you're a professional stand-up comedian. You're traveling around all the time. Uh-huh. Like, what's what's your? Um, we were talking a little bit before we started, but you worked for Yuck Yucks, and then. <laughs> You stopped working for Yuck Yucks and now you're working for Yuck Yucks again.
1: Yeah, I, I, yeah, I work for Yuck Yucks. So for most, for most people, <laughs> I sometimes works for Yuck Yucks. Yeah, uh, yeah <laughs> so yeah, you yeah.
0: work for Yuck and
1: a half. Yeah, no, I've, I've been a headliner for Yucks since I was like maybe like 24. I left the company for
0: about three years and then went back. And then when you were going around traveling, are you like uh, headlining? I guess. Mm-hmm. Clubs all over the place. Sydney
1: Comedy Store, a bunch of places in Australia, some ones in Asia, a lot of Europe, um, some in the States too, and here. The English-speaking world pretty much, everywhere except South Africa.
0: Were you traveling in 2017 yeah. or were you here?
1: Well, I was here like a little bit, and then, but probably not here for more than six Did or seven months. Do you ever go
0: to like third world countries or yeah. developing countries? Yeah. What's it like doing stand-up there?
1: <laughs> um, it's weird because like a lot of times they're in... Uh, the people you're performing for are not of the third world, right? So they're like a lot of expats. So if you're in a place like Indonesia, like they'll have shows, but most of them will be people from Britain or Aussie or New Zealand or something like that. Mm -hmm. And highly educated, richer people from that, community as well um but yeah it's weird man i i have moral issues with it sometimes because like i've been in places where like there's actual slaves that are in those countries and stuff like that that actually work there there's no minimum wage um i've talked to some of them before and i've gotten in trouble for talking to them and stuff like that where was that uh i mean i'd rather not say because i gotta go there maybe (laughs) and they're crazy uh yeah they had like a whole bunch of people that were just basically lined up on the side of the road. They're construction workers that like Don't have they're like they've they've taken their passports. Same thing they do in Dubai, you know. Like yeah,
2: you hear about that in Qatar. There's a bunch of stuff about them building the stadiums for the World Cup.
1: Oh, buddy, yeah, and they take them like in uh, UAE. They have like a two million displaced Indians in the middle of the desert. They're just living in these camps where they basically they take their uh, their passports and uh they Crazy. they loan them the money to get there and then they give them the accommodation and say this is how much it's got to be like the rent is then they sign it they get there they take the passports they don't have they can't make enough money to make the rent and so they get pushed deeper and deeper and deeper into debt they could just never leave so um when uh, i was asking one of the guys about it, he's like i'm like so you're like a slave and he's like no no i'm a slave <laughs> <laughs> not and, like uh, a yeah yeah man. and he uh he spoke english a lot of, i mean english is one of the five national languages and it's just like it's a city state. But uh, there's no minimum wage there. So you can do what what I was talking about them doing to people in, in the United Arab Emirates as well. You could just sort of uh, bring them out there, put them in debt, and then they can never work it off, you know. Which is why things like Bitcoin, <laughs> um, I think, are important. Because like they things like those debts are uh, yeah. held by banks, right? And stuff like that.
0: Well, in a way, like... The way the whole global money system works, we're all kind of like in debt and slaves to central banks. I mean, it sounds like
2: we're doing a little better than We're the, doing you know, better.
0: We're not actual <laughs> slaves, but like the, the, the central bankers of the world basically like control all of the money in the world and promote debt as um, a form of money creation. It's, it's actually just debt. Uh, uh, did you ever it, think it, about that? It's, or? it's out on loan, essentially, right? Like, it's it's the, the debt
1: is incurred the second they print off the money, right?
0: Well, but not just that, but it's everybody's trained to go to school and get a student loan, and, like, there's pretty much no chance you're not going to get a student loan. You're going to get a student loan, you're going to start your life in debt. Oh, yeah. And then you're going to get did a you, car loan. Did
1: you take out a student loan to do the comedy school? I did,
0: yeah. <laughs> I, did you? No, no, man, I worked, but
1: I had, but it wasn't the that bad, right? The tuition was no, like twenty one hundred dollars a semester.
0: I think so. I paid like eight grand total over the for two the years. two years. Yeah. yeah, that wasn't that. Crazy.
2: But but I also was. You were you were forced by the education system to take out a loan for comedy school. For is what comedy. you're saying? Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah. Spent it all. On but like if you want to become a doctor or something, or even just like an accountant or something like that, like the the. That's six The Vegas. ballooning of the the student loan debt that people are starting their their career with, it's just it's just insane. Oh, I mean, yeah. It does, it's
2: not even that bad year in Canada compared to what's going on in the States, it seems like. It's bonkers what's going on down there.
0: Yeah, my
1: uh, sister-in-law's a dentist. Here's his... I think it's like a half a million or something like that.
0: Oh, my God. She'll
1: make it back quick. But, I mean, imagine that. What if something happens and then, say, for example, uh, she hurts her hands, right? Which, like, you know, people in the medical field, like, they need their hands. Mm -hmm. If she hurts her hands, then, boom, she's, like, screwed for money for the hand stuff. Plus, she has a half a million dollars on her back that she can never get rid of. Yeah. So, I don't know. I hope she has insurance for that. Yeah. No. No, yeah, she would. But still, it's like, uh, just, uh, but to put, like Brad said, just go right the second out the gate, the second you're, here's the world, kid, start paying this motherfucker back. It's like, It's like it trains,
0: it's training the new generation, and the idea is to just train everybody in the world to be enslaved with debt, so you're in servitude to your interest payments and your taxes, and you can never escape it. It's kind of like, not obviously, literally, like the people that can't escape, Singapore, because they're like slaves, but you are a slave to this system that you can't exit. You always owe, and if you want credit, you have to be a good boy. Yeah. You have to pay off those.
1: Those interests. Well, both those things work fundamentally the same, right? It's just like, yeah, you're you're putting someone in a debt that they can't possibly repay, and that's
2: that's predatory. It's- Enter Bitcoin. Have you have you guys seen that? I think it's called Lambda School. Or, yeah, sorry, yeah, Or Academy used- or something. Um, no. It's it's a it's a coding school, and uh, they have an interesting system where you don't actually owe them. Like they'll they'll pay. Like you don't pay anything to go to school with them. And you don't start paying your debt to them until you're making, I think it's above 50 grand a year. And then they take like a percentage of the money you make. And so the idea with this is that like you, you only ever need to pay the debt off if you get a high paying job, yeah. like, um, which I don't know, I think it's kind of an interesting system like that seems. Yeah, it's kind I mean, of like investing in some person mm. in their hours or in their productive output. Yeah, like You can like take private investment in your career. Yeah, and the thing is, like, you know, it really shows that they're actually teaching you stuff that's going to be useful for you and you'll actually be able to, like, use in life later on. You know, it's not like yeah. a classics degree like I got, you know. Um, <laughs> but it's, um, yeah, the thing that annoyed me, though, was there was a lot, it got a lot of bad press. People were talking about, like, how, like, awful this is that, uh, you know, the school's got this new system to make sure they're entitled to, like, of the money you earn later on. And I'm like, it seems way preferable to the alternative system of just, like, a massive chunk of debt for, you know, whatever career and regardless of whether or not you're able to pay it off. So, I don't know. I like I hope we see more of that stuff that it could at least help alleviate some of this some of this debt stuff going on. I think the thing is like, you know,
1: they're profiting off the debt, so it's like it's two forces working against each other. It's these people trying to get out of debt and people trying to educate um, others on the way that these uh, systems, corporations, whatever, banks, like, like put them in debt, because really they're just speaking like a different language that most people don't understand, you know? And then you just say, oh, well, we'll give you the money to do this, and mm-hmm. most people are like, oh, okay, great. Free money, apply. sure. Yeah, why, why wouldn't you?
0: When you're young, you're just like, oh, yeah, oh, free money, I'll take well,
1: it. And that's why the student debt is the most predatory one, because it's like, what do you think an 18-year-old's gonna do <laughs> yeah. if you give them $20,000 all at once? They're not gonna—they're to gonna do the right they're thing. They're gonna be responsible. A hundred times out of a hundred, that kid is gonna buy a bunch of drugs and like a DJ kit. And I like, I
2: don't think it's ever happened. Yeah, no, I think it's all used responsibly. <laughs> yeah, they—they <laughs> they, the they, they they get themselves. But apart from reasonable rent, they study hard.
1: It would be interesting to see like uh, the numbers on like how much of that actually goes to like beer companies and so, weed companies and stuff. It's probably like a good. 50 they're the percent. ones behind it all. Mm, yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, I wonder. Yeah, big yeah. Alcohol there's probably there's it. probably a strong incentive for alcohol companies to um to keep the student debt. Uh, oh big, uh, hell yeah, thing keep
1: those fucking loans is,
2: rolling, baby. I've Never, I've never heard anyone talk about this before. Have we unco- have we uncovered something big here? There's clearly a connection,
1: man. Like, I mean, you know, like probably. What would you say? Like half of all the student loans get spent on some kind of
0: like oh, yeah. drink or drug. They get they get consumed. Probably half, yeah.
1: half seems a lot. No, I think I. No, yeah. I'd say okay. entertainment. And let, let, like... Let's say let's say just. Well, no, let's booze make... and drugs. I'm gonna venture maybe thirty percent, and that's conservative. I think thirty percent of that money gets spent on booze what, what did time? you say was the
2: debt that uh for for dental school was half a million yeah so that's yeah. <laughs> about a quarter of a million dollars for <laughs> one person spent yeah. on booze and drugs yeah, that's us too. That's, uh, oh god
1: yeah man i don't know i think like they, if if i was in the booze business i'd be spending every dollar i could to keep those debts sucking you know well, I, new I think
0: like when you when you break it down to where does that money come from right like i think it comes from the system that we have where banks and credit card companies and loan companies are kind of all able to just print, print money at will. So like you sign the loan documents and your signature actually wills that money into existence, basically. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm so if, if I'm wrong, someone tweet at me or something and tell me I'm an idiot. But I'm pretty sure that how it works is when you, sign it, when you get a credit card for like a $20,000 credit card or something, when you get like a $100,000 student loan, there's no collateral the bank is putting up. You're signing that. That paper is printed into existence, $100,000. I, I think
2: that's how it works. I think it's people who deposit invest money with the banks, that money gets reissued. I don't think that new money comes into existence when people sign up for credit cards. You don't think? I don't think so, no. I thought that's how it worked. But I mean... Because then
0: the credit card companies are able to... When you don't pay it, when you default, the credit card companies write it off for pennies on the dollar and sell it to collections agents who, who legally have no recourse. Like, the collections agencies that call you and harass you, they actually don't have... And I'm pretty sure they don't have
2: legal recourse to do anything. But the thing is, most most credit card debt gets paid off, doesn't it? Like, I would imagine most of it does. I imagine because we're trained
0: into this system of, like, Mm -hmm. debt enslavement that if you don't pay off your credit card, you can't get a house. You can't get a car. Right, you're right. like hooked and addicted on credit.
2: But okay, but the, I guess I'm playing like maybe I'm being contrarian here, but I don't I don't think Bitcoin would necessarily stop that kind of stuff from happening because you could still issue like credit cards and debt. Well, stuff. it would
0: it would reduce the predatory lending though. Uh,
2: you prop yeah, I, I'll have to think about it. But um, like I think I don't know I, I I guess I think that stuff probably has more to do with just um, uh the fact that people are going to go for free money if it's there and as long as it's profitable to lend money and they can charge large interest rates they can deal with default rate like so
0: it just came out last week that the u.s um credit card rates are the highest they've ever been in history it's like i think i did see that point nine percent is the average credit card rate that is insane you're paying 16.9 percent on average for your credit and everybody usually holds a balance so so the banks are just making money making money making money and the money that, um, like, didn't cost them any money to make that Do
2: Do most do. people hold a balance? Like, I, I mean, think so. Yeah? This is this was drilled into me by my parents growing up. was like, you pay your credit card bill off the end of every month, like, fully. And um,
0: I don't think most people have the money. I don't think most people are, like, able to pay off their credit cards. I think most people are living paycheck to paycheck. They don't have any savings. Like, Man, that's they crazy. They kind of, like, yeah. hold balances.
1: Yeah, I think that's probably correct.
0: I mean, like, the... The average
1: person, like again, people don't understand this stuff. Like it's like the it's like doing your taxes or something like that. You know, most people don't want to do things that are illegal. Most people don't want to, you know, live beyond their means. It's just that, like again, it's like speaking a different language. Like somebody speaking law to somebody that doesn't understand it. If you're somebody that your entire life maybe you worked in a restaurant or something like that. Didn't go to college, dropped out of high school, something of that effect. The understanding, the intricacies of like you know the financial markets mm-hmm. and stuff like that is not something that the average person even knows how to do.
2: So. Well, and even I guess like education level might like won't necessarily take care of that. I'll like I've had a friend of mine from high school who will remain nameless had had a master's degree and like took a trip to Europe and just like put on her credit card and was just paying the minimum payments off afterwards. And I was like, you know, you're you're losing a lot of money doing that. And she was like, no. Like, I don't get charged interest on it, the credit card debt. And I'm like, mm, no, you, you definitely do. That's like, you should look into that. And it was just denial. It was just like, no. No, they, they like... They wouldn't yeah. do that to me. I'm just like... <laughs> I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, this is... I I don't know. I gave up trying to convince her. But um, yeah, I, that kind of floored me. Yeah, the whole system, system
1: is basically credit. It's not like, you know, if you have the money to to buy something, buy it. It's like, you know, we'll give it to you now, and then you spend the rest of forever working it off. And it really is, too, when it comes down to it. It's the law, right, to pay it back, like you're saying. So it, it really comes down to the threat of violence. So I don't think it is the law, though. Well, I
0: mean, they'll forcefully remove you from your home. I don't think they w- For a credit card, I don't think they will. I mean, if you go that deep into debt,
1: won't they come out? I th- she- so
0: here's the illusion of control and power and debt enslavement, right? They you, Most people think that when you're getting harassed by credit bureaus or whatever like collections agents that you're in shit and you have to pay it but I'm almost 100% sure that if you say you have a $20,000 credit card you max it out On whatever the hell you want, buy Bitcoin with it, right? You got twenty thousand dollars. Bad idea. Wink, wink, folks. The interest rate is offset by the growth. But then statements here do not
2: constitute financial advice.
0: Yeah, this is not (laughs) investment advice. X squared Ventures does not approve this advice. This is not the advice. (laughs) This is Brad just
2: talking. All right, everyone. This this is just rambling.
0: So anyway, I think I think the way it works is that if you have that twenty thousand dollar credit card and you just don't pay it off then you can tell them you don't want to pay it off or whatever. And six months later, there's a certain period of time where they just then stop calling you. Mm -hmm. They write off the debt. They sell it to a collections agency, which buys it for like two cents on the dollar. And they try to collect from you and they get really aggressive. And those collections agents say things like, we're going to call your work and all that stuff. But legally, if you request them to stop and tell them never to send you any information or whatever, they can get fined thousands of dollars every co- time they call you or send you letters or harass someone you know. But most people don't uh, don't know that you have this right. But the detriment for you doing that is that you will now have this massive ding on your credit score.
2: Well, that's the thing. Yeah. You won't like, be able to not, get credit. You're not going to be able to get a like, mortgage later on. You won't you be able to get it. a mortgage, yeah. right. But so. if you
0: opt out of that system, say you rack up $100,000 in debt and you just can't escape it, you go bankrupt or you just ignore it or whatever, I don't think you're going to go to jail. I don't think the government's going to, like, garnish your wages or anything. You're just not going to be able to get a, a People loan. People in the states go to jail for tax evasion all the time. Tax Well, that's is not different. tax evasion. This is that's different. different. Oh, credit oh, cards yeah. is, like, okay. because I'm pretty sure that credit cards are, like printed from nothing just from your signature and they're able to just write it off because they're making so much money anyway on the interest that you paid could they like say take your house i don't think they can do anything because it's Uh, not secure it's it's
2: mortgaged i think so so mortgages and
0: student loans and like taxes are different because student loans are kind of basically government as well so you if you go bankrupt i don't think your student loan is going to get forgiven i think that kind of stays with you that's like a chain around your neck for the rest of your life unless you pay that thing off or get forgiveness but for credit card debt and like say like rogers or something if you rack up this crazy data bill on rogers for like 20 grand while you're traveling you didn't realize you're like live streaming a show or something and you got all these data (laughs) overages you can just say oh i'm not paying that and then there's nothing they can do about it they're going to call you and harass you and make you feel like you're in trouble but if you tell them to stop t- contacting you, there's nothing they can do about illegal. But well, like you say, it did f- does fuck with your credit score. It messes right? with your credit, but so. that's the thing. If you don't, if you exit from that system and you don't care about
2: credit, then it has no effect on your life. Does it affect your Bitcoin score? No. <laughs>
0: Is there a Bitcoin? It doesn't affect your there's Bitcoin score. There's no Bitcoin score.
2: score. You don't, you have your Bitcoin or you don't. Um, right on. I mean, it's still not something I would recommend anyone do just just to be clear yeah, cuz life is going to be more difficult for and you if you can't get if your credit score check
0: is check the laws in your country because maybe this <laughs> maybe Yeah this we
2: don't even know life. if what Brad said is true about about Canada so <laughs> If
0: anyone out there listening uh, knows about this please contact me and let me know I'd love to discuss it on a podcast cuz if that's not how it works that that's, that sucks I don't feel I don't feel like I should I should I don't have any of this crazy debt or anything it's it's not like what I'm I'm. I'm like not. Everyone assumes you're speaking from personal experience.
2: Everyone (laughs) assumes, but it
0: just feels (laughs) unjust. It feels like they're able to print money no matter what, no consequences. They're able to make money. They make the. Not only do they print the money, literally make the money, but they make absurd interest on you being saddled with this debt. Mm -hmm. They are taking no risk, and they, if you don't pay it, then. I don't think they have any legal rights. They shouldn't They shouldn't be able to, like, get you in trouble if you don't pay. They, it's a scam. I think it's a
2: scam. Well, so, so what do you think about, because uh, we're starting to get these, like, credit systems in Bitcoin now. Like, you know, there's companies like BlockFi or, like, Ledin um, that will issue loans backed by your coins, and you can deposit, you know, your Bitcoin with them and earn interest off it. Do you think that's a bad thing? So... Brian? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thank you. Well, uh... Brian I mean, probably doesn't know what the heck a leaden is.
1: Well, no, I mean, I, I, th- I think I understand what he's saying. It's just that there's like credit companies starting to enter the Bitcoin world and do the same thing with Bitcoin. not the well, credit, credit card companies,
0: but they're, they're, like, they're starting to issue loans and stuff, okay. which is... Okay, uh, so which, let's back it up one second. All right. Okay, so there's fiat money, which you sound like you're pretty well versed in the politics and, and all that behind what makes money money are P- you it is just like national currency do like, you understand like so you said earlier that like the governments can just make money and all that stuff so you kind of like understand how much debt there is and how it's not backed by anything and we don't have to go down that rabbit hole do we
1: yeah no there's no i, I understand there's no like tangible connection
0: between the paper money and gold anymore or anything like right that. <laughs> yeah. so there's an unlimited supply potential of dollars mm. because they can just keep printing trillions of dollars mm. and that deflates the value of you inflates. Know, inflates, inflates the value. The value? Oh, well, it inflates the, value? the total amount. It
2: devalues through inflation?
0: Yes. It okay. inflates the total amount of money there is and def- deflates the value of what you're holding, basically. Like, your piece of the pie gets smaller and smaller as a percentage-wise. Mm-hmm. So, that's why your ability to buy things gets smaller and smaller. Because it's like 20 bucks to get a, a meal now is kind of like standard. If you want to get a go to a fast food place, get a meal. I went to five guys before this. It was like $15. I just got a hamburger. Yeah. Like 10 years ago, it was like five bucks to get a nice hamburger.
1: Well, I mean, this house that you're sitting in right now, man, was five years ago valued at $850,000 and now is valued at $1.8 million. Oh my God. (laughs) It's crazy. (laughs) Toronto real estate market though, too. But yeah, like... uh, So
0: so fiat money is that, right? It's... They're able to print as much. Um, Bitcoin is a limited supply, like gold. It's a certain amount of Bitcoins can only ever exist, so it's a deflationary currency. It just means, like, if you have 1% of the Bitcoins, that's always going to stay 1% of the Bitcoins. Yeah. There's nobody that's going to come in and make uh, another 21 million Bitcoin. So, you're you're, like, storing your value in this asset that's never going to be inflated away because some guy wants to make more money or some government wants to make more. Right. So, somebody can't, say a credit card company, can't just give you a loan for... 10 bitcoins and just pretend they have the 10 bitcoins right. they have to have the it, they have to have the t- it has to okay. be backed by the 10 bitcoin. okay so is that what these credit companies are doing so what are you saying like mario bitcoin? you're saying that these companies are doing what with like how is BlockFi and led and all these companies oh, okay. able to give loans to bitcoin do they have it or are they doing oh, okay also well, so what
2: the like i mean uh, okay i know BlockFi best um, so what they do is you can this is for americans only i think you can deposit your bitcoin and they'll issue a, a loan in uh, fiat currency and then they keep your Bitcoin or Ethereum as collateral. And then if um, if the price of Bitcoin crashes a bunch, you have to do like a margin call, um, you know, to to make sure the U.S. dollars are sufficiently backed. Um, and then the other product they have is you can deposit your Bitcoin with them and earn interest, um, which is it's, it's interesting. This is happening because it kind of goes against all the Bitcoin ethos. Kind of a, you know the whole idea behind it is that you should be storing your own coins yourself, and um, you know uh, people are kind of very very opposed to like debt in general. But the thing is like these. Like and that that's that's a bit that's different than the the you know, the ability for banks to print money and for kind of predatory lending from credit cards and stuff, but this is kind of the first step in that direction a bit. Um, and so yeah, I was curious if you like thought that was like a negative thing because I mean I don't there's there's never gonna be a way to stop this stuff entirely. Mm-hmm. Now you can stop things like, you know, a central bank printing more money and devaluing everyone else's currency. Because that right. like, I mean, that's essentially just another way to tax people, you know, on their holdings, right? Um so that's different. But um yeah, I was just curious if you saw that as like problematic or or do you think that um I think that, that type of lending if is
0: people are aware of the risks? Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of your risk profile. If right. you're willing to risk your bitcoins to get five to six percent interest yeah. on loaning it out for this company to then go and do whatever business they're doing to earn money, then that's up to you. If you're if yeah. if you're the kind of person that doesn't mind like putting your money to work or whatever and the the risk is you're gonna lose everything yeah. because there's no insurance and they may fail. Right. Right but the other side of it is you want your money to work for you i don't care i don't do it personally i feel like i'm already exposed to enough risk by just holding bitcoin and having any bitcoin at that's, all that's enough
2: yeah so i don't <laughs> yeah. need any more risk yeah,
0: i'd yeah. rather just own my cryptocurrency myself and like uh maybe invest in blockfi or something like that yeah. and, but not actively
2: like Give someone else my coins. Well, I mean the thing I really like is that it kinda gives you an opt-out. Because right right now with you know, you want to use Canadian dollars, like, you know, sure you can only use cash and stuff it under your mattress, but I wouldn't recommend it. Um so like you you pretty much have to use a bank. The nice thing about Bitcoin is that you have the option. You know, I think more important than like everyone being their own bank is that, you know, you can choose to opt-out if you want. So
1: Yeah. Right now it's not really a choice. No, man, you can't just like get off the grid. I mean you can, but then what are you dealing in pelts? <laughs> Uh. Uh-huh. that's so weird whenever you guys ever hear like hippies say that where they're just like we need to tear this whole system down. And I'm like down with part of it because of the whole debt thing that we're talking about. But then, what's but really, nobody wants to go back to like Let's trading. Throw the
2: baby out with the bathwater here.
1: Yeah. Like, like we don't want to be trading precious metals for like,
2: you know, like pieces of wood or like beaver skins. You it's know, like like that like comic gives, you know, it's just somebody in the room. They're like, I want things to be different. And then they like smash up the room. They're like, oh, no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you <know, like, laughs> you got to think a bit more carefully than that. Yeah. Like, it's not all good to just
1: tear stuff down maybe it's better to fix the stuff we have you know
0: one of the like yeah that's totally true and it's something i think of sometimes it's like i originally got into this because i was very like uh kind of had an activist mindset about it i was like against the central banking and this sort of um debt-based inflationary money and yeah i'm like you know screw the banks and screw the governments i'm gonna own bitcoin and then now the longer you were like alex jones with integrity (laughs) (laughs) Alex jones without the deep sultry conspiracy voice
1: yeah he was all right back then now he's a nut bar though
0: but i don't know now now i'm like think i'm more about think about i more think about this from the point of view of reality and like the average the average person what do they think and It's true. Like the average person is living paycheck to paycheck. They have no savings. They're like in debt. So they don't think about Bitcoin and hard money and sound money. And and like like you said earlier, it's just not easy to use cryptocurrency right now. It's just a way of life to use dollars.
1: Yeah. And you need more of those uh, Bitcoin bank machines just kicking around. You know, it's just the access. People are lazy creatures and creatures of habit you know what i mean they go to what's familiar and what they know and sort of trying to get everybody to shift at once isn't going to be easy but i think it just it takes time and over time people get more comfortable with it and as the generations that grow up like trying to explain bitcoin to a 15 year old is probably easier than trying to explain it to somebody who's 45 right now yeah that's fair
2: yeah, like so. For someone who's like not really in the Bitcoin space, what do you think about the tagline "Be your own bank"? Does that sound appealing, or does that sound like a pain in the ass? Oh, well, That sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I can see like, well, because there's, there's like be your own, be I your own waited. doctor. I'm like that sounds like a terrible idea. Yeah. So like you know, so, like, I, you know I, like the whole be your own doctor. <laughs> well, yeah. Or like you
0: know I, like be be your be, own proctologist. Like be your own yeah.
2: bank sounded kind of cool, but I have no idea if like that sounds cool to a lot of uh, other people. Like I
1: mean, when you, you say know, it like that. Yeah, it does sound daunting too. You're like, oh man, I got to do all that. Well,
0: just ask any of the companies here in Toronto that had like <laughs> like legal weed stores. Like, they basically had to be their own bank. They had to hire like people with shotguns to protect. I, their... I have a
2: feeling they're not going to be like, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, like, this was great. So I love, uh, I, I really love the not.
0: risk of sk- getting robbed at gunpoint constantly and having to secure my cash piles. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> be great. Because like, yeah, like, I always thought that was cool, but then like you know, I think it was Mike in Space first pointing this out that 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 doesn't sound that appealing to the average person. I was trying to think. I was like, "Yeah, it might not." Like, I wonder if that meme has kind of limited reach because it sounds know. really cool for us. Yeah, and I think I, it does
1: yeah. sound cool at, for when you first hear it. But uh, it's yeah, a good, when you it's a good it, gateway. You think it is true when you think it's of it it's a good like
0: gateway that, but. meme, but it's not the real meme behind. Be it.
1: Be your own all. bank, though. No, I think sounds more uh, empowering than it does. Like you know, and stress your own Yeah, be your own doctors. I like be your own. Be your own surgeon. Be your own eye doctor yeah man uh yeah i think that All you need use a mirror and a knife <laughs> yeah and a good amount of sponges so yeah man i don't know i think it was i think that's a good good slogan mostly but uh yeah could see how it might sidetrack people
0: <laughs> now you know what i heard that argument too and i agreed i thought like After I thought about that, it was kind of like what I was saying when I originally got into Bitcoin, I was like, you know, be your own bank really spoke to me. Uh And then as I thought more and more about like, what does that actually mean for the average person who doesn't even really understand, like, they should have a password that's better than like, you know, ASDF1234 (laughs) <laughs> like they probably shouldn't be
2: their own bank who told
1: you <laughs> well
2: that's the other thing too is I think people once they realize that like you know if if I lose access to my bank information I can go down the bank prove my identity and get it back if you are your own bank you can't really do that for yourself if you lost stuff so I yeah
1: fair yeah and then maybe there's imagery there too of like the banks that failed and everything like that you know maybe they're getting images of Bernie Madoff getting locked up in some low security you know <laughs> I don't Do know. Do you know
0: what ended up happening to Bernie? Do you follow uh, that?
1: Yeah, I heard the fucking Crips fucked him in the ass in the shower. Really? No, I'm kidding. Oh, okay. But that would have been it? great, though. They wouldn't let those guys anywhere near him. But he... Uh, what
0: happened? in jail, right? I th- think so. He's like one of the only white-collar criminals that ever went to jail.
1: <laughs> I mean, he really took it on the nose for a lot of other people that were doing the same thing as him, too, I think. But... You know, those people are animals. They'll throw anybody under the bus. It's nothing for them to throw a golf buddy under the bus. they throw their own mother under the bus, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Those people are weird, man. Do you ever talk to, like, really serious, like, financiers and stuff like that? Like, I mean, I've, I've had a lot of them at shows or stuff or, you know, been around some of them when I was a kid and stuff. And um, it's weird to hear them talk about people, like, it's just flippant. You know how, like, people think that, like, oh, rich guys, they all conspire. Like, screw these poor people. We're going to take all their money. It's not like that. It's, like, more like they're on a golf course and they're like, hey, uh, did you hear that uh, if we, uh, uh, you know, invest in this, it's going to poison a bunch of water for kids? Ah, who cares? Let's hit that nine. Let's get out to hole number nine. Like, and then they stop talking about it. That's yeah. more what it is. It's more of, like, a complacency towards humans than it is a uh, active malevolence right you know it's like I
0: mean? it's like they're in power and they have the power they know it there's a system of control that is like they're this class on the top and everybody else is just meat yeah. and like it's not like that's what they want or it's just that's what it is that's what it is and they're gonna that's do what, what it is. takes to keep it that way
1: and so i think bitcoin is a bit of a threat to them to be honest a little bit
2: mm. i mean that's the idea
0: it's very, it's, it's been kind of interesting over the last year and a half to see like the central banks, like the European Central Bank and the BIS and these different um, central bankers start to comment on Bitcoin. And actually the Federal Reserve in the US, I think it was the St. Louis branch. They actually had some, like, interesting things to say about Bitcoin and some positive things to say about Bitcoin. But mostly what the central bankers
2: and everything try are trying to do is just, like, dismiss it and say, oh, it's, it's right. not... They can't do it anymore, though. It's been, like, 10 years now, right? Like, yeah. you know, the whole, ha, huh, uh, ha, huh, it's just tulips is going away any second. Like, like, you know, no one... You can't really say that anymore.
1: Huh. Yeah, exactly. And it's, like, obviously they would say that, too, because it's in their best interest and, you know, their interest for survival. But that's generally a tactic of... Um, the people in power too is is discrediting and, and dismissing like you say oh it's crazy right that's what Dave Chappelle says isn't his special that's the worst thing to call somebody crazy because it's dismissive it's just yeah. like the second you put that on it it's like Oh, you dumb, crazy hippie. Oh, oh, this is crazy, man. We're just going to throw our money into uh, you know, into the internet. It's not even real. It's like, well, what the fuck do you think the money is in the computer screen when you look up your bank account? It's like yeah. the same. It's a number on a screen <laughs> to just you. It's Yeah, it's just pixels to well, you. But you can here.
2: pay your taxes in that. So
1: yeah,
2: <laughs> um, Actually, that was a thing. Uh, a few months ago, we saw there was a Canadian town. Uh, you can pay your taxes in Bitcoin now. I saw that. Really? In in yeah, Ontario, yeah. so that argument's gone. It's, uh, wow. Yeah, it,
0: it's, co- it's common. It's like, I always say this, but it's kind of like using Bitcoin now is kind of like using Facebook in like 2006, back when nobody was using it, you know, it was like maybe one of your friends was on Facebook and it was hard to sort of like get people to use Facebook. But then eventually it just became ubiquitous. And now your grandma's on it and it's ruined. But it's still it, <laughs> it's kidding. that's kind of true. The kids are all moving away from Facebook because grandma and dad and everybody are on it. I
1: heard somebody articulate this really well the other day. They go, Facebook used to be young people sharing pictures, now it's old people yelling about politics. Yeah. You know?
0: And it's And really- the young people are on these like more peer to peer networks like Snapchat where they're talking to each other and yeah. stuff rather than publicly yeah. going out to the world. Yeah. But I, I think, like, we could have, a, a, like, a Facebook sort of trajectory where Bitcoin becomes ubiquitous and, like, everybody's using it. And then old people just yell at each other about it and all the young people <laughs> <are> you? <laughs> is that where this going? Yeah, <laughs> no, no, exactly where it's going. And the old you people just yell. <laughs> but, yeah, part of me also, like, thinks we may not see that happen, that Bitcoin will just, in the third world, maybe you'll see more Bitcoin being used because it's like needed there more. But in the first world, we're trained to use money and money is not a, a well, contention for us here. It's like so easy to use money that it'll be
2: hard to see Bitcoin become mass well, adopted. It's less urgent for people. us too. Like you look at places like Venezuela is often brought up as like a prime example of like why Bitcoin is needed because they inflate something like 2 million percent inflation there or some Jeez. crazy thing like that. Like your money basically becomes worthless overnight. And like in a situation like that, yeah, having an alternative money you can put stuff into is a pretty handy thing. Like in Canada, you know, yeah, it's not without that problems, but you know, we have what, two or 3% inflation? Like that sucks, but it's not Venezuela. So there's going to be less urgency for people to use it here. So yeah, no, I absolutely agree. Like once kind of, I mean, the problem also though, is that it still is kind of a, tool for people who have the luxury of like you know having proper tools and kind of enough time to like invest in like educating themselves on how to use it and stuff if you are really really struggling in life you might not have time to like research what are the best wallets to use install them on your iphone and so like hopefully you know we get to a point where kind of technology catches up enough um that they can uh, they can use it some more
1: yeah, I think once it gets to the point where it's literally just you know you can open up your phone and pay for stuff the way you can with your bank apps and stuff with Bitcoin, I think that's where
2: we need to get to for it to really happen like that. But it's coming soon. Went to the Pita Pit with my uh, my parents and my nephew the other day, and they took Bitcoin there. Peter Pit takes Bitcoin. Um, this specific Peter Pit. I, oh, I, I wow. talked to the owners about it. They've uh, they've got cool. um, <laughs> yeah they uh, and they, they hold it themselves too. Like they. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah yeah they they have uh, BitPay unfortunately um they they actually hold the bitcoin themselves and um don't convert it to dollars i was like oh that's pretty cool
0: BitPay is like the doug ford of bitcoin <laughs> nice. um, yeah. what what
1: uh so what are like the benefits of using bitcoin to the average lame man like me
0: he's from the bilderberg group so why don't we let you explain like it? if it's, i uh... <laughs> only have like,
1: <laughs> if you're just the average dude with a couple g's in the bank and you like want to Switch
2: it over to Bitcoin. What's the benefits there? Do you want, like, the sales answer or the real answer? I mean, mix them together. <laughs> you can be your own bank, dude. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. can opt out of the system. You heard all that bad bats- Well, I mean, like, all, honest, like honestly, <laughs> speculation is probably the main use case at Gee, the moment. Gee, mister, did you hear like, <laughs> you could be your own bank? Oh, That's man. Cool. Sell me some of that oil. I guess we identified earlier that you've got, like, 100,000 in credit card debt. You can just ignore now. Oh, as Brad shit, was do explaining, you really? So, right. um, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm practically rich when you think right, about it. All right, and so you can... Um, um, yeah, you can use Bitcoin, and well, I mean, yeah, sure. Like it, it's it's useful right now. I think um, for international payments, it's actually really useful because there's no you don't have to deal with SWIFT or any of that crap. One of the reasons I was interested in using it at the beginning was I was living in South Korea as an English teacher at the time, and I was like, I can do my own remittances. That's fucking cool. I can just buy Bitcoin, send it back to Canada and it there. Then what happened was the price of Bitcoin went way up in Korea relative to the rest of the world. So I spent like a year trying to do the opposite because you can make money sending it back. Okay. So I would like send money to Canada. Oh, and you were sent. in
0: Korea while it was like during the kimchi way, premium. man. Oh, yeah, okay. it was it was fun times It was like 30% higher. It,
2: it hit 50% in, in January 2018.
0: Yeah. So Koreans were paying what was it $8,000 krona or something like that?
2: Like how much were they paying for Bitcoin? Yeah. Oh, Bitcoin hit like 19,000 US dollars in the rest in, of the world. And it was Korea. almost 30 grand for Bitcoin in, in Korea. It, at the okay. peak, they had a 50% premium over the rest of the world.
0: So you could Why make that? an arbitrage profit by like buying it in Korea if you had banking relationships or whatever in Korea. But you could sell
2: it in Korea. If oh, get, yeah, buy if You could get, it, get your Korean sent. won out of the country. Um, but that's the catch. They had really strict capital controls. So yeah. you couldn't send more than 50 grand out of the country per person a year. Uh, um, no. If you were like a foreigner living in Korea and you made more than that, you could prove like your. You know, your income, and they would let you sell it out, send it out. But, like, for myself, I was making like less than 30 grand a year. I was a teacher. And um, so I like sent the same thousand dollars out and like sent it back in Bitcoin, cycled around a few times. And all they saw in the banking system was that I'd like sent, 50 grand out of the country and they're like boom that's your cap for the year and i didn't want to go in and tell them oh yeah i'm making money off this bitcoin thing they wouldn't wow. like i wasn't gonna do that how
1: much did you make off of the 50 grand
2: you oh through? like uh, well i mean okay like it, it wasn't 50 grand i sent through because like a, a lot of it i already sent home like just as regular payments yeah. and then um <laughs> i didn't keep track of it very well and i did a lot of that when it was like 5 or 10% premium so I didn't make a whole lot because I also had to pay for like Swift fees. And so it was more kind of fun yeah yeah um later on um like when it hit 50% um you're actually you can get past the remittance limit by bringing physical cash with you you're allowed to bring up to 10 grand in cash with you um through airport, so you don't need to declare it so I ended up making a trip down to Hong Kong and then you know nice no, uh, trading there and going back and uh yeah, it was fun it was like you know it wasn't strictly illegal they probably wouldn't have been too pleased if I like, you told them you were doing this but um yeah, uh, the thing is, though, like, I was also, like, you know, like, a pretty small fry when, when the uh, when the premium hit that high. There were all these fucking schemes to get your money out. Like, I heard of these people in Korea would be talking to these, like, Chinese brokers who would take, like, 3% and you could give them, like, a million bucks and then go to Macau and pick up your money and chips from the casino and then go to Hong Kong, and they ask you where you got the money. You say I want gambling, and then you can yeah, buy a Bitcoin and send it back. And there were like teams of Koreans going over doing this, like Vegas in the seventies like, or something like. Yeah, that. no, it was it was crazy. Um, but yeah, I I don't think that answers your question at all, though, about what the average person That's can do with this. Um, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, anyway, so have to, go to, go to, Korea, to Korea. Korea? Hope wait for the premium to. I'm just um, gonna. I'm almost done buying this ticket online. Hold on. <laughs> um, I know I I've worked for it before. Like um, I I did um uh i did some like i uh, wrote articles for a startup in korea and after i moved back to canada and they would pay me in bitcoin and that was easy there was no like international Well, that makes a required. lot of sense like, for
1: me actually because i'm always i just actually had a, an issue trying to get like bank transfers through um from australia uh from some shows that i did but yeah i guess a, a bitcoin you could just trade it as if the person's next door to you even if they're on the other side of the world
2: well yeah because the, there isn't it doesn't exist in any physical location right. um like once You have your money in Bitcoin. It exists kind of simultaneously everywhere. So, wow, cool. um, Yeah, because it's not stored in any physical device. It's like it's a record in a ledger that's like kept and like thousands of nodes around the world keep track of this ledger. And it appreciates in value as you leave it in there?
0: Um, Guaranteed 2% (laughs) day interest. And (laughs) if you use my referral code, I get 5% on your purchases.
2: (laughs) Oh, the MLM days are coming back, are they? (laughs)
0: Um, Can you sign up under my organization? I'll be your upline. You'll be my
2: downline. (laughs) There'll be a link for you in the description, everyone. I actually
1: want to do just like get a couple hundred bucks in Bitcoin just to like get familiar with uh, using it. So
2: here's my advice
0: to people. Like, yes, Bitcoin don't look at has... do the price for 10 years. Yeah, Bitcoin has appreciated in value, but it's also been very volatile. And it's something that if you're not going to be like a full-time trader or an analyst or something, don't start buying altcoins to try to make more Bitcoin. Like, oh, God, if you're no. interested in, say, learning a little bit about Bitcoin, maybe getting a bit of Bitcoin to put some of your savings into it or something, then just get Bitcoin... Max 5% of your net worth, just like maybe slowly buy, no matter what the price is. doesn't matter what the price is. Put enough in that it's not going to materially hurt you if it goes to zero. Because Or, non, if, or if you a, lose your information. Yeah, or if you lose your phone and you forgot to back it up or whatever. It's actually being your own bank. It's like you're taking sovereignty over your own wealth and money and savings and your future. There's no company you can email to say, oh, I forgot my password. Can you get me my password back? You lost your Bitcoin. They're gone. It's like cash.
1: So how would I lose my, like, if I
2: lost my phone, how would I lose my Bitcoin? Well, what you do is when you you create a wallet, um, they generally, it'll give you like a 24-word passphrase, Um, and the words like correspond to numbers, because essentially, like, your funds are backed up by a private key, which is just like a really, really big number that um, is just like so big, no one else is going to guess it. And that lets you generate digital signatures that let you move your bitcoins on that on the global ledger. Did you understand what that meant? I, like, yeah, I was kind of understanding. Yeah, basically, it's like you have this giant password for moving your coins on the network. Producing a signature basically allows you to reveal that you know the password without revealing what the password is.
1: <laughs> okay.
2: Um, That's why it's called cryptocurrency because it uses
0: cryptography
2: to. Secure, like, your coins. Okay. So generally, like, you'll install a wallet on your phone, and it'll it'll generate, like, a whole bunch of words for you to, to remember to write down. And as long as you retain those words, you can install any other compatible software, and it'll generate the private key and then let you move your coins for you.
1: Oh, okay. so, um, so as long as you have the password, you can get at it anywhere?
2: Y- yeah, like, what a lot of people do is they'll install, like, you know, a wallet on their phone, they'll send bitcoins to it, and they'll forget about it for a year. Maybe they lose their phone or something, or they won't record the, you know, the, the, the phrase down correctly. Um, but as long as you like you know record those words correctly keep them keep them in a safe place probably maybe keep two copies burn them in their art or something um yeah but like as long as you don't like keep a couple backups and don't let people steal it and then if you lose one you can go to the other version but um
1: yeah so it's yeah. like i had a, as long as you got the password you can always like but if i have the password and then i lose my phone I, I lose any cryptocurrency that's on that phone? Or no, no, no. no. Okay. You, can, you, get,
2: you can get like get your new phone, install the same software, and yeah, then no, use the, the passphrase to restore the wallet on it.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good idea. I think that's what I want to do is just like maybe like you're saying, like 5% or something just like every month, just throw a little bit in. Because I don't yeah. know. Um, I don't really trust. I don't know where the banks are going at this point. You know what I mean? I don't think it's a good idea. Like mutual funds, all these other mm-hmm. things. I'm like, I just don't know if it's... Like, as volatile as Bitcoin is, like you're saying, I think there's almost like a long term, almost more secure
0: <laughs> feeling with it. And that's why I say to people, like, take max 5%. It's a hedge. <sighs> If Bitcoin succeeds, it's going to be worth like
2: that'll be worth more the rest of years anyways. Yeah. What'd you say? Yeah. Like I mean, if Bitcoin really takes off. Five percent will end up being worth more than ninety five percent right. you didn't put into it.
0: Like the, yeah. the the value proposition of Bitcoin is like it's going to replace gold or dollars or something as a competitive global currency. If it makes it. So if it does succeed, we are in the early days of Facebook. You know, like it's still a small network. It's only worth a hundred and some billion dollars. It could be trillions of dollars if you don't trust the bank. And if you're like, want to get some exposure to something that benefits from the collapse of society <laughs> as, a, as an option out, you know, then get some Bitcoin. Well, I think it's helping
1: stave off the collapse of society. I think the banks are the ones that are rushing towards that, I think they want right. that.
0: I, you know what, like, it wouldn't be a collapse of society if all the if a lot of the banks sort of like the toxicity in the system was allowed to just purge itself and banks were allowed to fail and all of these banks that are taking all this risk with like quadrillions of like derivative exposure, just like the 2008 collapse, if that was allowed to happen, but instead of bailing out the banks, they were allowed to all fail, it would suck. We'd get, be in a global depression, but your Bitcoin would be worth more dollars because the dollars would be like... Inflated higher, yeah. So it's like a way to like hold your wealth in an economic collapse to like keep your purchasing power. And that's what I think I'm probably worried about the most is the whole thing going down.
1: Like <laughs> you know, so at least have something that's independent of it. Yeah, because the internet you can't get rid of now, but you can get rid of an economy. You know what I mean? But the internet will still
0: be there, even if the economy's collapse. There's a situations where the internet could be destroyed too, but I don't think. How, that how could the internet? Oh, let's get a into gigantic pits. solar flare could wipe out the every electronic
2: on the earth, like a big asteroid. I mean, the thing hit. is, if we lose electricity, um, we got bigger problems. I think. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of other shit's gonna go wrong really quickly yeah. if we just have, if we you know lose power. What the hell! I can't play Call of Duty online. <laughs> real <laughs> priorities here. Life. Yeah. 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 But that stuff is becoming redundant over time. Like, I mean, have you seen um, SpaceX is putting up their Starlink system? They're putting up, like, fucking thousands of pizza box sized satellites. They want to just, like, beam internet down everywhere on
0: Earth. Are you serious? Yeah,
2: no, they just launched, I think they just launched the first, like, 60 of these satellites. And then you'll be able to go to, like, fucking Antarctica and, like, with a little satellite dish, you'll have internet. For free, huh? No, I don't think it's for free. Pay. I yeah. Did I say free? I don't. I no. I said free. No, I was was just hoping. I was hoping. (laughs) I mean,
0: Facebook was doing free internet for third world countries. They were putting like I think it was balloons or something or airplanes or whatever. Oh yeah, and they were beaming down like free access to the internet that included like Wikipedia, Facebook, Google, or something like that. Like small, a small sort of like Balkanized internet that wasn't. The real full internet, but it was free for people to use Facebook and like look at information. I don't know. So okay, so if, if that's going on, then what
1: you pay Tesla or whatever his company SpaceX for um, for the internet?
2: I think what would happen is that um, instead of paying that cable you'd cable have company. like local service providers would be able to connect to Starlink and then they would provide internet to the area. I, I imagine it's going to be more like that. I don't think you're going to have most people connecting directly to satellites. I would expect it's going to be like you know intermediaries paying. SpaceX and then, um, you know, locals paying the intermediary. But the thing is, if that's kind of everywhere on Earth, it'll be a lot easier for new entries to come in and compete. And so it should get better services. Like in Canada right now, like rates are shitty, like partly because the... Barrier to entry is really high. Like Canada is a relatively small population, a huge area. So building the original infrastructure to get like communication set up is it's a huge investment. So it's really hard for newcomers to come in and enter the market. And so that's why we only have very very few service providers. Whereas if we like anyone can build a satellite dish, get a really fast connection, and then like sell it to the neighborhood. There's gonna be a lot of competition and you should have, you know, a lot you know, better rates and better services for people. Well, I think that's awesome. the idea. And then yeah, you can have like independent providers kind of thing all over the place. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I you know, you now. fucking hate Bell, you set up like your own uh. You <laughs> I know, do know, fucking for the hate Bell. <laughs> I, yeah, my um yeah, and I, Rogers. And Rogers.
1: Same company, if you ask me. Yeah.
0: yeah, for people listening in the States, like you you guys have it way better for your for your cell phone data. Like we have a cap of like 20 gigabytes, I think, is the max. you. Can yeah, I think and that's, for... like, 150, 160,
2: 200 bucks, maybe, yeah. to get 20 One gigabytes. thing I miss about Korea is that, like, their phones and internet is, like, it's fucking great. Even like, I think States. Korea is, like, the fastest in the world, or did at one point, anyways. Yeah. Yeah, But, I mean, like, part of that is, yeah, it's just, like, if you have 50 million people living in, like, the size of the GTA, then you're, you know, you're going to be able to invest in better infrastructure like that. Yeah,
1: Canada is the
2: worst for for cell phones too man like I
1: remember getting off the plane in uh, England like a long time ago and like I'm used to paying like $100 a month for my cell phone bills and uh, you know I got to England and I'm like the exact same plan and it was like 30 pounds I was like what they're like yeah why, how much do you pay and I'm like 100 they're like 100 and I'm like yeah every other country on earth I've heard that we have the worst yeah we earth. do
0: have one of the worst like for the developed nations or I've whatever. never
1: been to a place where it's it's uh, more expensive than here yeah. Never,
0: I think Australia sucks. No, too.
1: no, it doesn't. No? so uh, hurry no, up, no, you no, I go there every year, man. No, it's way cheaper there. Way okay. cheaper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, it's about half. Like what I get here, I'd pay, yeah, maybe fifty bucks a month for there
2: like you think, it's nuts. you think in a place like Toronto where like there are a lot of people it's like they, they it would get cheaper because it's like the you number know, five city in, but it's because we got just a couple of companies
1: right like there's again there's not that many providers yeah, it's
0: right? kind of it's kind of like the banking system here the The way it works is a bit monopolistic there's like a there's a small cadre of companies that kind of like control it and they compete within each other but like yeah right they compete they they price fix and they set the rates yeah, and they, that's the and thing they thing force like, out smaller they're competing competitor. but they
1: have the exact same rates on yeah, everything it's they, like, they don't Really compete. Out of here Animals. Heartless, soulless,
0: loveless animals. But how wh- what were we talking about to just get to this? Bitcoin. <laughs> so well, there about was right. something specifically we were talking about to get Starlink, to Starlink. The internet. Yeah, we got to Starlink. Uh, if we, lose power, before, we lose power. We lose power Bitcoin, but we'll probably the destruction of the internet. The destruction. Yes, yes, yes.
2: <laughs> talk about the difference. that would be bad I'm glad we all agree yeah um, I think we'd have yeah.
0: bigger things to worry about if yeah, that was um, if that was the case yeah what, but,
2: what was the first thing that, that would go really wrong if you lost power you gotta pee
0: Brian yeah I'm gonna pee I'll be okay back. let's right. take a quick <laughs> break for peeing sure this podcast is sponsored by fractional reserve banking everyone likes fractional reserve banking deposit money into your local bank account so we can create nine dollars for every one dollar you deposit of thin air to loan to other plebs like yourselves. Fractional Reserve Banking, creating prosperity like the world has never seen. Fractional Reserve Banking has created more wealth than ever before in history, but only for shareholders of member banks of the Federal Reserve or private corporation. Fractional Reserve Banking is good for only residents of the USA, and we don't actually know how much M2 money exists anymore, so please don't ask. Please do not withdraw your money from your bank account. If too many people withdraw their money, then nobody will get any. Disclaimer, Fractional Reserve Banking has created $20 trillion of debt, and the debt is growing faster than ever before in history. Consult with your local lizard person for more information of Fractional Reserve Banking. The world not away. And we're back. We've all emptied our bladders.
1: Oh, that was, was a great good. time. I like how we did it all together. That was nice. Yeah. That, that circle all I holding each other's penises. It
0: wasn't a lonely experience. Like no. Yeah. It's it's usually I hodl bitcoins. Yeah, yeah. Now I got to hodl.
1: Three streams became never. one. When three become one, I need some pissing like I never had to piss before. Let's get the old Spice Girls back together. We got the band back together. The Piss Boys, we call them.
0: The Piss Boys. <laughs> How much time we got? You said uh, uh, half an hour well, or so.
1: it's three. Yeah, let's do a half okay. hour. Is that cool? Yes. Yeah, and then because I gotta pack some
0: stuff up. For I'd this. like to get out of here before this horrendous traffic starts too. Yeah, uh, yeah, ball. dude. You know, it would it would uh, be remiss of us not to discuss blockstream satellite. We're talking about satellite mm-hmm. internet, no, yeah, stuff rather quite mm, right. Probably yeah. have worked that. I anyway. seen. Tell me more. <laughs> so you're Go saying on. the internet can probably not get shut down. You right. were saying the internet could not. Oh no, I was. You saying, were saying
1: it that I was saying not like. Uh, well, I mean, I, I but, really. But, you guys would understand how the internet works better than I do. But I have been told that
2: there's no way to like take out the internet like completely. Well, it doesn't exist in a single spot. So, like, yeah, unless you're having a way to kind of cut power to the world, and you know. thus you can cut like, bitcoins. Yeah, you can cut like undersea cables and shit. Okay. And attack the central like backbone internet yeah but there isn't like box. a sing- yeah i guess but yeah. there, is, is there like an internet box somewhere that <laughs> there's a controls. bunch of them there's, there's a, a bunch b- of them yeah, yeah, yeah but any one of, like of them system. any one single of them is not like crucial and the whole thing goes down. the internet right. is kind of like the it's credit union in
0: a way it's like there's a bunch of credit unions that all make the credit union right you know but they're not like td bank where there's like one company right. they're kind of independent of each other but they all actually like So the internet is more stable
1: than governments uh, because it'd be easier to take out a government than to take out electricity completely on earth. All right. So, and thus, all I'm saying is that, like, Bitcoin, when you think about it, you know, if you're dealing like, with money in unstable regions, especially, is probably safer, you know, just logically. So, so like, I think,
2: well, the concern there is that the internet will get cut to certain regions. Yeah. Like, not overall, right? I don't think anyone's, like, really worried about, like, just because, like, again, if the internet goes to the whole world, we've got bigger problems. Yeah. But, yeah, one of the concerns is, like, you know, let's say, yeah, an undersea cable gets cut, and then, like, everybody in the Philippines, like, loses connection to the internet. Then you can't really use uh, Bitcoin. However, um, this is where I get to uh-huh. shill of my company. Uh, we've got a project called Blockstream Satellite, which is pretty cool because we beam down uh, the, the Bitcoin chain to everywhere on Earth where there are people. And so then you can hook up a satellite and then get, get all the, the data from Bitcoin through that. And then as long as there's a single person within that cutoff region with a connection there, then they can distribute the network to everybody else. Hey, how there.
1: did you get a satellite?
2: Um, well, we don't have our own satellite. We did this like funny, over-the-top promotional video, and I guess some people actually thought we launched our own satellites. We did not. We we ran <laughs> bandwidth on existing satellites. Okay, uh, cool. Yeah, but uh, no. One of our guys, um, he, he I think he used to work for NASA. Yeah, our, our chief information officer, Chris Cook, heads up the satellite project, and he was definitely working in like space and aeronautics before. So he kind of knows the people to talk to and has been heading up that project. And it's so-
0: multiple cube sets now, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I think there are four of them, I believe. In geosynchronous orbits, they're like 35,000 kilometers up. And uh, yeah, all the main regions of the world, it's so like all the major continents. I think there's like some regions in the Pacific and like Antarctica, where we don't have the data, but uh, I think they'll survive without Bitcoin for now.
0: So the um, idea there is like if the internet gets cut or you don't have internet access, say like in some village or some, something like that in, in Africa or whatever, and you don't have the internet, but you want to use Bitcoin, you can actually like get a satellite to get the Bitcoin blockchain and be able to communicate with the rest of Bitcoin. Yeah. And then all of the villagers or the, the the people in the town or whatever will kind of like have to trust this person that has Bitcoin, the Bitcoin node set up, and they'll sync with that node, like yeah. in an SPV way. Which basically is like it's kind of like a trusted circle. So it's not completely using Bitcoin decentralized, but it's trust you gotta trust that the person in charge of your Bitcoin in the village is actually relaying the proper information but if yeah.
2: you don't trust them then, then you can, use you use know You can get a satellite dish for like yeah, I mean it it's like a hundred bucks worth of parts off of Amazon to set this up yourself. Yeah. It's um, just more like It's the more of a redundancy th- thing too because like you know it takes quite a bit of bandwidth to like keep up with the chain and so this actually you know it's free the data we send down so anyone can just get it. Um, so it's you know it's not like you wouldn't recommend someone use Bitcoin exclusively through the satellite thing but it's just an extra layer of redundancy in case you know the internet outages you were talking about. Yeah
0: yeah. So that's what you need if you want to be your own bank. I do want to be my own (laughs) bank now. (laughs) Um,
2: (laughs) I want to use the space money. I'm gonna be right back. Talk about yourself.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. So since Brian's gone to go poop and letting the cat in, I was wondering, what do you think Mario about? Because when I when I'm like a maximalist at heart, but I hold all coins and I get some
2: Bitcoin uh, Alpha. Rubber, 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 rubber. What? I'm grumbling at you. Okay. um,
0: But then I started to think the people that I look up to as a maximalist, the part of me that is a maximalist, is mm. like uh, like s- folks like Blockstream, right? Mm. So like Adam Back, folks like that who kind of like promote Bitcoin and take a stance against like charlatanism and and like senseless altcoins and Bitcoin Cash that's trying to pretend to be Bitcoin, yeah, and that sort of thing. But then I saw that the Blockstream satellite supports other blockchains, and that kind of made think you're me thinking feel of the uh,
2: cryptocurrency data feed
0: the data feed. Yeah, yeah it, it feeds
2: Well, well that information is, from Yeah, others. that was a partnership we did with Intercontinental Exchange. So we are we're talking to to the big banks. Uh, Intercontinental Exchange actually owns the New York Stock Exchange. And a lot of kind of big institutional players are now getting interested in the cryptocurrency space, but data is pretty unreliable, so they wanted a reliable feed for like knowing what how the prices are doing different parts That's of the liquid world. That's liquid network, right? No. Um, no, this is the cryptocurrency data feed I'm talking about. Is that something to do with a satellite? No, this is its independent thing. Okay. Um, but um, so that, like, it's just pulling the trading data from exchanges around the world and, like, packaging it and then distributing it to. That's people. a product it, that, like, Blockstream yeah. can use to make some money for revenue streams. Well, like- yeah, because, yeah, so we partnered with ICE for this and they kind of manage the business, kind of selling end. And we right. just, you know, we kind of know the, the industry really well and built the product that feeds right. them the data. Um, so that, like, and but at, I, I thought that I saw stuff on there, but like we don't like let people use them. Like that's just we're just letting people know what they're trading for in exchanges.
0: That's a separate product. But I thought yeah. I saw that there was like actual going to be support for if say like NEM or or Litecoin or somebody wanted to use the Blockstream satellite to beam their blocks down, it wouldn't be free, but they could somehow pay for it, and it would.
2: Well, okay. So one thing we've recently enabled magical space shitcoining. Well, <laughs> that's what we're all about. Um, no, we um with the satellite project, we've also enabled people, you can pay in Bitcoin to broadcast whatever data you want. So it's we're becoming a like kind of content agnostic platform for like, you can pay just to send encrypted data down to anyone on Earth who's using Blockstream satellite. Currently, I don't think there are any altcoins using it for anything. You know, in the future, if we expand that service and make it like, because right now you basically, you know, send a few, you know, bit of Bitcoin to our site and then we'll send whatever data you want. A lot of people have been sending, like, encrypted notes and stuff and, like, just, you know, using it for, like, logging and shit for fun. Um,
0: Isn't there somebody that that sent, like, a treasure hunt or something recently?
2: Yeah, yeah, there's a big, like, uh, like kind of worldwide scavenger or... hunt with, like, a million dollar reward at the end of it for and you and they they to pl- find a bunch of cryptographic clues around different right. cities. And, yeah, that over a million
0: dollars? A million dollars. But you could buy, like, a small condo for that. <laughs> <laughs> you could buy a 2025 bitcoin for that there you go (laughs) um
2: but yeah over time we expand those services i mean altcoins could i guess use it to send data if they wanted to i Um, thought
0: that blockstream was gonna use monetize that as like an income stream to send say dash blockchain transactions if they paid for it but bitcoin will always remain free and the other chains will pay but they'll be available eventually if there's
2: uh, well, we're not doing that at the moment, and I don't think we would have any interest in specifically broadcasting altcoins. Like, we are pretty interested in doing the Bitcoin-only thing. But if we do have a service in the future that allows for just people to send whatever content they want, yeah, I guess altcoins could use it for stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Like, we're, nev- we're definitely not going to get into it and start – like, we're not going to be running – you know, at least I don't think so. Like, this isn't up to me, but I, I'd be pretty damn surprised if they can't. We're like, yeah, we're running like NEM nodes and, you know, Litecoin and, right. you know, and Bcash nodes and we're broadcasting that data. I, I'm i pretty sure that's not going to happen. I feel like a lot of us would walk. Um, the alternative is like, then do we do we censor what people can and can't send using the service? Right. What What do you think? Like, I mean, do, do you think that... Um, like if the, you are kind of a hardcore maximalist, do you think that we should block altcoins from using our otherwise content neutral platform?
0: Yeah, I wasn't sure what to think about it. The way that I feel is that most people should be introduced to Bitcoin. They shouldn't be introduced to altcoins and Ethereum and like all these other coins as I feel like Bitcoin is the one chance that we have to make cryptocurrency work and to sort of have a, a viable solution for exiting the the scam that is like debt-based money, holding your value in something that's decentralized, like really decentralized and censorship resistant. And I feel like most of the other coins are totally centralized or at least could be fifty-one percent attacked and not secure. Some of them are probably sufficiently decentralized, but they're not money. And they're not like to the point where Bitcoin's value is, which is like very censorship resistant. Yeah, very yeah so I resistant agree with all that. Yeah. Super hard money. So for me to be thinking about it in terms of like the whole world, I don't think the world should be like dabbling in shit coins. I think the world needs Bitcoin mm-hmm. and all the altcoins. Even though I agree with competition and free markets and capitalism, I think most of the altcoins and pretty much all the altcoins, when you think about them as money are a distraction and they're a risk to Bitcoin's success in uh, that mission of the one true free money.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, like, I agree, and I'm pretty sure most of the people at blockchain would agree or just aren't actually that invested in the scene. Yeah, um, but, uh,
0: but then, but, uh, like, well, your question is, like, should we start
2: censoring this well, yeah, if people want to say it? Like, well, right now I you know. can already send, like, texts over the service. Should we start checking what each of those messages are before we send them? Because then we're not actually... Providing a platform. Where right. then we're like using editorial privileges, which is not something we're looking to get into. Um, you know, and then uh what if what if an altcoin wants to start regularly user service to broadcast like encrypted data? Like, right. We're not gonna yeah. be like, No, you can't send encrypted data over this network. That'd be like completely As empty. long as Blockstream you know. keeps the Bitcoin blockchain
0: access free, I don't see a problem with it. If say Dash wants to spend a bunch of their pre mine to like pay dollars to Blockstream to like Broadcast dash blocks or whatever. If someone wants to use that, sure, we'll, we'll give give it to them. It's an income stream for Blockstream. Like Blockstream has to make money. Blockstream mm. can't just keep like giving and giving and giving to Bitcoin without any anything coming back. So yeah, there's got to be income streams for Blockstream, and that is probably going to be one that altcoins will want to pay for because mm. most of them are centralized and they have a marketing budget and they have money to spend on on promotion and stuff. So. Yeah, to me, it's not that big of a deal. It's just something I thought I saw on Twitter where people were really
2: like, "How do you explain this if Blockstream is supporting altcoins like that?" Yeah, we, we did take a bit of heat for that for the the cryptocurrency data feed because like on on our page, like we have like these are the cryptocurrencies like that we provide data for, and there's like a whole bunch of them on there. And we got like a disclaimer at the bottom, like the fact that we provide data on exchange rates does not mean we recommend them. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I think people also they, they just you know I, I, like they don't expect to go to the Blockstream website and see you know, Zcash listed there, yeah. right? So I think uh, look we're not inv- like we're not doing any research, we're not building on these projects. It's just like they're traded on exchanges and we pass that data along.
0: Yeah. And also like I, I like to say this all the time when when I'm arguing with somebody on like R B T C or something and people bring up like oh, you know, you're just a, a block stream coin chill or whatever. Like just totally that stupid that stupid uh, line of arguing. To me, honestly, and no offense, but I don't think blockstream matters to Bitcoin. I think if Blockstream went away then well, I, mean, Bitcoin I think we contribute a lot, works.
2: but like the, the project would go on. Yeah, know, like it's it not means, like
0: yeah. Bitcoin succeeds because Blockstream is there. But if Blockstream wasn't there in the early days to fund the core developers, like a third of the core developers or whatever that number is, to continue to look at Bitcoin while they held their Bitcoin to work on Bitcoin and improve the system, then yeah, it would have probably not been as far ahead as it is so blockstream was important kind of still
2: is important like i think we're yeah i think we're important to the system but not in a kind of crucial must have kind of way we're important as one of many companies contributing yeah 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 and like i I think it is a fair point that yeah at least three or four years ago there like we did have a yeah there were there were a larger number of uh you know core contributors um uh, employed by us um and like since then, like about, I think three or four of our co-founders have left, including a lot of the prominent, you know. Like Greg Maxwell. Maxwell left, uh, Matt Corrala left, um, Friedenbach left. Um, and then, you know, you had companies like Chaincode good. Labs, like, you know, built up. Now they contribute a huge amount. You know, you've always had people like Cypherx, like Eric Lombroso on them. And, uh, and you know, there's, there's tons of independent developers and, uh, and other companies are starting to contribute more. So, yeah.
0: It feels better for Bitcoin when I saw that Maxwell left. I was like, "That's good, actually." A lot of this was happening during, like, the like just during and after the Bcash split. So a lot of those folks were trying to like say, "Look, this is proof that something's wrong with Blockstream." Greg Maxwell left, but Bitcoin has a kind of always
2: well, yeah, had Rick Falkvringe made the video. Yeah, about the, the, what was it? You know why Blockstream failed as a company? It was. It was fun to watch.
0: I, my argument was always, and I never knew anybody at Blockstream, actually. I don't know if I ever met anyone in person that worked now at Blockstream have. until I met you, you know? at dinner. I kind of like try to stay away from that so I'm not in an echo chamber mm. um, and try to keep neutral on, on everything. But the way I thought about it was, if you think that Blockstream employees cared more about their Blockstream shares than the Bitcoin they held think there was something wrong with you well and the thing is like Like, like, most blockstream employers had bitcoin they're developers they want we get
2: paid there's an incentive program like we get paid part of our um, reward structure is getting paid in bitcoin that uh, we'll get to claim like several years in the future you know and the company owns a lot of bitcoin so we are have like our interests are heavily aligned as well
0: yeah it's like if you think blockstream's gonna try to like Destroy Bitcoin for for the for the Bilderberg Group like that's such a silly stupid argument you don't believe because that? <laughs> I know, people do people yeah. on RBDC, yeah. like still I mean, believe I think you were, that you
2: were, though I mean you know they left they have their own network they can go to now they can use you know Bitcoin Cash or yeah. you know Satoshi Vision or whatever thing what do you think Brian do you think it's a good thing Maxwell left Blockstream
1: I oh, mean. <laughs> I've always been a Folgers man myself. <laughs> so, I mean, if you're gonna change up the coffee, it's gonna change up the whole system inside of a company. You know I, so I haven't heard that take before. That's man, I'm telling you. Um,
0: so there's obviously like
1: waking up is Folgers in your cup, from what I've heard. So you you got a cup of Maxwell House in you. I mean, <clears throat> who knows what you're gonna be investing in? You're gonna be investing in underwater firefighting or something crazy like that and uh you can't hold your you can't hold your private yeah Folgers you're always gonna get a good solid frugal brain about you when you got so my answer is Folgers i don't think anyone could disagree <laughs> with that <either. laughs> i love listening to this, this is stuff, inside though, because, baseball no no no, no i like it i mean i i sort of am uh comprehending what you're talking about a little bit but uh you know uh, that uh, now there's more people out there that were... It was very centralized, the teams that were doing stuff before, but now they've left and they've uh, spread their wings and it's helping right. the whole
0: system. The idea is that Bitcoin is okay. decentralized so right. that there's no one power. Or less room. and less
2: reliance on certain individuals and companies, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You Who started so that- Bitcoin? Satoshi Nakamoto. Really? There's an actual dude. Or chick, or, or group. Um, we just they- don't know. Well yeah, um so she disappeared. <gasps> That's Ledger, mysterious. Yeah. That's so cool. That's all you remember? this Yeah, this is like no one knows. We
0: should've led with this. <sighs> Man, yeah. I
2: had no this is like a legend. Oh yeah, no. Like the,
0: the When did the, it start?
2: Uh two thousand nine. Or yes, two thousand eight the paper was released in January right third, two thousand
0: nine. Big economic collapse where Just turned ten years old. Where the government started to do. Uh, trillions of dollars in in quantitative easing and printing money bailing out banks and and everything that's when satoshi anonymously released the white paper and the code at the same time didn't raise any money didn't try to like scam any money from anybody it was just like this is bitcoin i'm not gonna reveal who i am it's a it's a response to this corruption that's happening in the global money system oh wow Anybody can use it.
1: I didn't know it was a direct response to the
2: economic yeah. collapse. Well, the, the, the first ever block mined in Bitcoin. Oh, had, God, they We're it. talking about it. Uh-oh. Had, um, the first... <laughs> they're coming, uh-huh. um, Had the, the, the headline from the Financial Times, which was a uh, chancellor on brink of second bailout for banks. So like, even though Toshi wasn't like, yes, I'm doing this in response to the... like, It was pretty... Yeah, I have. It blind. was clearly politically yeah.
0: motivated, and it, and he described it, he or she or they described it in the white paper as digital gold, mm-hmm. as a form of digital gold, and modeled it after peer to peer digital cash, peer to peer, digital cash, peer to peer cash, the title. It was in the electronic. Title. That's what they use. Cash. Yeah, that's it. A- and then in the in the description, it was like modeled after digital gold. So digital gold kind of as a reference to like hard money and and like Austrian economics and and like non-inflationary debt-based central bank money so there's a big debate in the community and in the system of like do you need to have the peer-to-peer cash or the digital gold as the main use case if somebody's like talking about bitcoin as an investment that's the digital gold thesis that's the use case where it's like you put a bit of your money into bitcoin and if it wins as like a a global money it's going to go way up in value because there's only a limited supply of them when you're talking about bitcoin as an investment It has a lot of interesting properties as an investment, as a form of digital gold. But that can also be used as a peer-to-peer electronic cash that you can send back and forth. So it's like, does it need the adoption of the regular average user to be using it every day to, like, send money back and forth, like Venmo or, like, Interac? Or can it win without even having, like, the Facebook sort of effect where everybody's using it? Mm -hmm. Like, does it just need people to kind of, like, use it as a store of value? Yeah, and like, that's well, kind of like since Satoshi disappeared, he didn't tell anybody what he wanted
2: or she or that. It, sh- it he shouldn't wanted. matter though. It shouldn't matter but yeah. um, like kind of hard to so whole. now he it's like it's everybody... a good thing he disappeared because we don't need a leader. It's got to be something that the yeah, key is Yeah, there's nobody the whole that's
0: saying yeah. this is what Bitcoin is. So it's like the millions of people around the world are now deciding what Bitcoin is and we're arguing about it. And like people And how much money
1: is in it now? 100 billion? Is that what you said? It's worth around 100 billion, I think. It's yeah. like 120 100 billion, million. I think. Oh, that's around. not an economy that's going anywhere. It's the size of like a country.
0: It's true uh, actually. It is well, very small. Yeah, it's it's larger than yeah. it's
2: the the amount of value held in Bitcoin is larger than the amount of value held in most national currencies at this point.
0: Ah, huh. yeah. That's great yeah. to know. But it's also very more small you know. compared to like <laughs> probably not going to zero but there could still it could still fail so that's why people who really like bitcoin shouldn't just go put everything they own in bitcoin like don't max your credit cards out like i was saying earlier and buy bitcoin and like put yourself in debt and like sell your house and buy bitcoin and stuff like be smart about it
2: some Learn dude in the netherlands it. did that didn't he like his a family were living in like a tent in like a park because they like sold everything and bought bitcoin oh my god uh, don't do that <laughs> sold everything sold it all for bitcoin man
0: People have done it and made millions and millions of dollars. And I'm sure but then a lot people of other have people done have done it at the wrong time. And you... yeah, and people start like they buy Bitcoin, and then they're not traders, they're not finance people, and they start getting like drawn in by the other coins because they go up and down value like higher. So you can make more money if you invest in the altcoins. And people then, start like using leverage, like 20x, like leverage, and they and they end up losing everything. Right. So don't lose everything. Be conservative about it if you want to get some Bitcoin. Um. Disappear like Satoshi.
1: Yeah, I love that. Such a cool story, man. Like, but I, I also just was not aware that it was a a response to all the corruption and stuff like that. That's awesome. So really, like, it's in its inception, it was like a really good thing. Bitcoin in general, it's just like a humans attempt at trying to, like, you know, not let bankers screw people over.
2: Yep. Yeah. That's what, it, that's what it's it.
1: attracted and a lot of people to it.
0: The yeah. co-founder of Blockstream, the company that Mario works for, is referenced in the white paper uh, because he invented this similar-to-Bitcoin thing called Hashcash, which was, like, a precursor to Bitcoin. There was, like, five or six other, like, pre-Bitcoins that never worked as Well, Hashcash was originally an anti-spam mechanism. For emails. Yeah. And, um, Adam Back was like a, an activist back in like the 90s. I think it was. Yeah, 90s,
2: thousands, Yeah, there was. A, what was? Do you know the story? Well, there was some law enacted against certain types of encryption or something. And yeah. So it was an he, he put, like an encryption is just like it's kind of a dumb thing to try to outlaw because it just means like you can't do math on certain numbers to hide your message it, or whatever they were worried so we
0: were, like, that like terrorists were gonna we're, were gonna use yeah. encryption yeah and so they tried to outlaw encryption
2: so he printed out a t-shirt with like an encryption algorithm written on it and it was like this shirt is illegal or something or something like yeah, he that wore yeah. an encryption algorithm
0: on a shirt and it was right. like it was like an activist sort of thing against that stupid law that they're trying to
2: enact well, that whole, there there was a whole kind of group called the Cypherpunks um, of these kind of, uh, yeah, crypto anarchists, like people believed in like, um, you know, using technology to enforce individual freedoms and kind of fight against things like creeping surveillance states and, you know, different, uh, like Julian Assange was like part of this like collection of people and, you know, so was Adam Back and uh, uh, Nick Zabo was another kind of big name who came up with one of the precursors and, uh, you know, Satoshi uh, was probably one of these people, but like yeah, I don't think like, yeah, he, you know, there wasn't like a Satoshi back in the day writing, but um, the, that name was only used as the creator of Bitcoin when they left. But uh, I suspect he's from this group, but yeah.
1: Wow. That's so rad.
2: It's a lot of history. I wonder if anyone even if they claim
1: to be it'd be like Jesus, you'd be
2: like, yeah, I'm here, oh, I'm there, back. There's one like, guy yeah. who's claiming, but it's very yeah. very obvious that he's lying. Really? Um, yeah, and like almost everybody is. I don't even want to say his name. Let's not give him <laughs> attention. But yeah, there there is definitely one I prominent bullshit. Yeah, he just yeah.
0: caught co- he just copyrighted the Bitcoin white paper. Well, he like re- he registered a registered copyright. copyright. So and now they're pretending
2: he's white actually got a written. but he's just And
0: basically like he made his own coin. And he's trying to sell it as if it's really Bitcoin because yeah. it's he's Satoshi. So so he's like the d- yeah. dude's
2: got like a twenty-year history of fraud too, and like you know, he uh, lied uh, about the degrees he has, and like yeah, he did. Uh, he know, did he's
0: like, like he rented a Lamborghini for a for a, f- a photo on Twitter and was like you know see you at the moon or whatever. This is like oh implying God. this is his Lambo, and then it came out that people like look ran the license plate and they saw it was like a rented Lambo. <laughs> <laughs> so he just does stuff like that, and he he claims that he's so rich, and then he. People were making fun of him because he had a. He was talking about how he could afford this really nice, expensive Hub lot.
2: There's always going to be a small number of people out there who fucking believe this shit, though. Yeah.
0: It's like cryptocurrency Dan Bilzerian. You know what I mean? Oh, but he's like tubby and like weird and not not an interesting character like that. Like Dan Bilzerian at least has, has an interesting life. <laughs> yeah. I don't
2: know who this is.
1: Oh, Zara, he's just like an Instagram he's dude. He's like a playboy. Yeah, he, he won a bunch of money in poker, and so he just like, it's, his Instagram life is just him fucking a million models a is day. He, is
2: he like a Brazilian dude or something?
1: He's or? Uh, Armenian-American.
2: Uh, okay, I think of someone else? Yeah,
1: yeah but uh, it's- it, There's he,
2: probably a few of them.
1: He's just a douche that fucking, you know, it's always just him in a hot tub or like him with a
0: $100,000 like, car. Sounds like
2: Calvin Ira yeah yeah but he's like to handsome and
0: fit and like you know okay. kind of a smart guy i guess oh, a okay. business guy or whatever yeah. <laughs> he, well he just won
1: a bunch of money in poker but...
0: yeah do
2: you think he's happy
1: uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> he looks kind of happy i don't know but he fucks so many he seems he seems vapid like he seems like he doesn't really feel much emotion you know because if you run through that many people sexually like i don't care who you are that takes a toll on your on your psyche, you know, like yeah. just treating people like that. Like even if you're nice to them, fucking a thousand people in a year that would fuck your head up. I don't care who you are. Yeah, I
2: mean, you just wouldn't have time to do much else. Yeah. That's three a day. That's his brain. No
1: breaks. That's yeah. Imagine the diseases too. He's probably got them all.
0: Yeah, he's probably got West Nile virus, <laughs> and
2: that's the one you went for first. West Nile penis. <laughs> a- oh man.
0: Yeah, so now that you're talking about it like that, I'd say I'd say that is he he is like Dan Bills area and he's probably got West Nile penis. The fake fake Satoshi. Fake Toshi. Fake oh, Toshi yeah. has, has West Nile penis. For well, you sure. some
1: money, you get some West Nile penis. That's how it works.
0: So I think we're probably about about finished with our Bitcoin conversation. This has been since,
1: fantastic since we man. ended
0: on on West Nile penis. I feel like I like I really
1: Forrest Gumped my way through this interview. Like I <laughs> fucking I had no idea coming in. Oh shit! I haven't been recording. You're a fucking <laughs> lying piece of shit. Uh, well, it's good to see you
0: back in comedy. <laughs> the worst jokes. So what was our mission when we started this? Did we achieve it? And,
2: well, uh, I was just know. trying to talk into a microphone. and I think I did pretty well.
0: You did fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. The,
1: uh,
2: I think we were trying to um,
1: end central banking. Yeah, I think we did that. Yeah, I think that. we're gonna we're gonna walk out of this house and the banks will be gone. As long as at least a yeah. billion people hear this podcast.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> will be cool, yeah. Well,
0: I got at least 15 from my end. There we
2: go. Well, every oh, one yeah. of you guys, tell two of your friends. <laughs> you <laughs> tell then, two more. <laughs> and then uh, I'm pretty sure within 10 hops, everyone on earth will have heard this. Yeah. And central banking will be done. you Do you think you can get
0: stream to broadcast this over the satellite? Um... <laughs>
2: I you know what? We could record it and break it up into chunks and then What about that could, NASA guy? Will he
1: help us uh, like take over the TV? I mean if, if we
2: if we want to broadcast this over satellite, we, we can. How I much mean people it cost? I don't I don't know. Um, it wouldn't be too much, but you'd also need people who are running the satellite to receive it and oh, bother to decrypt oh, it and then compile oh, the file, oh, listen to it. It's, something. Something. Not, it's not like it's like, the, a the very sound's weird not entry. gonna come straight through to the oh, okay. Fuck Um sense. Yes, but it's gonna be no I think it's better if we just get everybody to tell to people yeah that's that's tell network marketing
0: friends. we started with the network marketing let's end with network marketing <laughs> everybody has to tell two friends get them to sign up to itunes and subscribe use, use, to the, the magic essential oils people. podcast and also the uh brian what's your podcast called again it's called glorious and free if people you're interested in brian's flavor of west nile penis comedy it is
1: that's pretty much how i would describe it
0: yeah <laughs> then subscribe to vile and free
1: west nile penis is my website <laughs> no no the show is called glorious and free glorious,
0: glorious and free you certainly you can get it glorious, Brad.
2: <laughs> yeah
1: we're all over uh youtube facebook
0: instagram all
1: that glorious and free
0: and how do how do people find you on the twitter uh you can get
1: me on twitter is at b o g underscore four one six i'm also on uh instagram is just b o g b dot o dot g are your initials bog yeah that's great yeah that's yeah there's nice. a whole my dad's were dog oh <laughs> pretty cool <laughs> nice what does o stand for uh son of it means my, my actual initials are bpo brian paulo gorman but o
2: is just uh oh, i don't know gorman but doesn't sound as good as bogs yeah I, I get why you do yeah yeah yeah
0: so if it, so do you want people to like send you insta dms with like pictures of their of their with, private the keys yeah show me your West <laughs> no, <now> you guys, <laughs> what are you going there for i was gonna say the private keys oh yeah sure Their bitcoins yeah well i mean i want to i'm gonna you want people it. to just like send you free coins you know what i'm gonna, gonna do i'm works? just gonna
1: throw like 10 bucks a month into it forever and see do you, it how can do he it.
0: do it how can he put 10 bucks a month into bitcoin what's a good way for him to do it
2: um we, we could we could chill the bull bitcoin guys Use Bull Bitcoin. There Is we go. Is Bull Bitcoin easy to use though? Um, I don't know. Probably. So what's it?
0: Square doesn't work in Canada.
2: Yeah. Square. if you're in America,
0: you can just sign up
2: with the Cash app. Like, yeah, you can pay with a credit card and then they'll send you Bitcoin. Uh um, and it enforces good habits. So they're not gonna yes. store you Bitcoin for you. They'll they'll make you send you your own wallet.
0: Yeah, bull bitcoin's okay. a good site. There's yeah. also that Rise wallet rise wallet there's
2: a bunch of options
0: just actually wait. i'm going to give you a rise wallet card so you can have five dollars worth of bitcoin okay cool it's like a gift card it's like it's and like, like a, is
1: the wallet i can keep adding money into the you wallet?
0: can keep adding the money in the wallet nice by going to bull bitcoin and buying bitcoin sending it to your wallet okay so i'll start you off with five bucks from Thanks. Rise wallet yeah, i'd love that and then if anybody wants to just text brian some yeah, bitcoin yeah. On, Yo, follow, on instagram follow my
1: progression into the world of bitcoin and see how fast i go broke <laughs> <laughs>
0: see, see how long it takes you to start buying ICOs and trading shitcoin.
1: Oh man, the second I figure out what those initials stand for, I'm getting involved, <laughs> yo, involved deep. And, and then
0: Mario, how do people follow you if they're listening to my podcast? Oh, um, and they want to learn about what Bilderberg's plan for Bitcoin is.
2: Um, you can find out what's up with the lizard people by uh, by following me on Twitter. I'm Mario underscore Gibney, or check out the podcast. Yeah, the Unhashed Podcast. I don't know if you like the satellite stuff and actually want to use it, you can I can I can shill the company. Go to blockstream.com slash satellite. Pretty sure that's a thing. Yeah. Or yeah. just just Google those general keywords, it'll show up. And if you want to use uh,
0: Bitcoin to check transactions, don't use blockchain.info. Use blockstream.info. Blockstream.info. It's, a store. <laughs> it's
2: a, yeah, exactly.
0: And uh, doesn't keep records, yeah. all kinds of nice stuff. And green address is a good is a good wallet. Oh, we, that
2: blockstream green. We've blockstream
0: green. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> It's so, name, that's it? another wallet yeah. that people can use for Bitcoin, storing their Bitcoin. Yeah. The cypherpunks made it over at Blockstream Green. Yeah. Right? Oi, oi, or oi. Blockstream Green. <laughs> and if anybody wants to follow me, then.
2: Wait, what are you on Twitter?
0: Uh, I'm at Brad Mills Can. Better question. What are you?
2: Brad Mills Can. <laughs> that's better than Brad Mills Can't. It's yeah. good. It's motivational. You get it? It's two meanings. I'm from Canada. <laughs> it's con- and yeah, you can do it. You, uh, yeah, that's, that's great. Who can do it? Brad Mills
0: Can. That should be my slogan to end everything with. And remember, folks, who can do it? Brad Mills can't. <laughs> slow down,
1: slow down. You need to slow down every once in a while sometimes. And see how the world goes round.
0: You need to slow down every once in a while.
1: Doom